This is Sexy Funny Raw, where we chat all about the world of sex, from dating and relationships all the way to the adult industry itself. I'm Sylvia Sage, and this is my Pornspective, answering all the questions you weren't even brave enough to ask Google. Get ready, because Sexy Funny Raw starts now. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Sexy Funny Raw. I am your host, Sylvia Sage, and of course, joined in studio by my co-host, by my co-host, Dr. Eddie, giving us his public health perspective. It's going swimmingly here today, you guys. (laughs) I would also like to introduce our new guest for this month, a good friend of mine, actor, I don't know why I just called you an actor, you're not an actor, you're a comedian and writer, Christy McHugh. Say hello to the people. Hey. You might be the first person to ever make a, a rolling entrance. Oh, I love the rolling the entrance. I love it also. All right, guys. We are diving in today to a topic in which I think will be incredibly relatable for everyone. And if it's not, well, lucky you. So today we are talking embarrassing moments that have happened during sex and how we kind of get over these or maybe how we prevent some of these from happening. So let's get into it, shall we? <laughs> So we obviously we know that sometimes things occur in sex that maybe make the situation a little bit awkward. Anything from maybe a, a queef or a fart. <laughs> Have you ever had <laughs> anything that you considered to be a very uncomfortable experience during sex, Christy? Uh, I'm so anal and not in the anal way. Not in the anal sense. <laughs> but- there's just weird things that I'll be like, my mind goes to other places and I can't concentrate. Sometimes. Like you're thinking about a grocery list instead of kind of like kickoff is about to happen and I want to watch the game. I'm you just, kind of opposite most girls. You just like a quickie. That's what you're saying? Sometimes. Or I'm like thinking, oh God, is he going to, is he ripping the sheets? Like is, I get my mind goes to all these like crazy places. I can understand that because I... I think about cleanliness, especially yes. if I'm in my own home. Yes. Like recently I was having sex on my couch and I squirted a bunch and it was like so wet. And all I was thinking was like the sex was hot, but I was like, is this going to come out of my couch? Am I going to have to replace this couch <laughs> oh, no. cushion? And I had a hard time getting into you. sex because I was like, this is an expensive couch cushion that I'm going to have to replace <laughs> for this free sex I'm having right now, which is why I should never have free sex. That is a lesson. I think. Or we could just throw down a simple sheet That's with a little bit of planning. Yeah. We could go a long way. A little bit of planning does go a long way, but it's not fun, Dr. Eddie. I disagree because <laughs> if you have like a little kit ready, ready to go, like a go bag. <laughs> Right, you can I just have got a sex a, go bag with a sheet, sheet in it. Yeah, and lube, of course, as we've discussed Always. many times. Always lube. Condoms, if you're into them, all of those Maybe things. Maybe a water bottle. Sure, why not? This is a tote bag you want me to carry. Oh, a go bag for sex. I think we should really <laughs> start a trend. It's really important to have. I think the sheet would yeah. take a lot of that anxiety and stress off because no, you yeah. don't want to have to aim. You don't want to have to worry about yeah, that kind of stuff. No one wants to. I'd say let's a little bit of planning. We don't need a book. We right. just need a little bit of planning. It goes a long way. But there are mishaps you can't plan for. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Okay. I found, <laughs> because we discussed what was about to happen on the show previous, and <laughs> Christy said she's never farted or queefed, and I find that to be mind-blowing to me. Well, I think there's a more of a psychology behind it. Like, I think I've 
told my body I I'm not going to do that. It's like mentally? Yeah. <laughs> you're just you're like, mind lock it down. Your mind is powerful. I mean, in all, right? I mean, is that not a thing? Like, Absolutely. If you can tell your, and it, it's like my body just won't do it. To a point, right? And so that's also a personality type. That's also, yeah. a, you know, that's, all, that's a lot of different variables, but it's also potentially an Unhealthy. opportunity you're missing to <laughs> yeah. be free and open 100%. and it'd be okay because yeah. what I think is interesting about what we're talking about today is that all of these things happen in the normal because we're human Yeah. and because they're normal and we're human maybe we could laugh about them yes. even if we're embarrassed it's going to happen to everybody it happens to men women and everything in between you know what I like to say when um, a queef happens <laughs> for me during you're welcome like, no but I'm always like oh she's talking dirty to you you know like I just like turn it into a thing like oh, that's funny. yeah like oh she's got one out for you you know like come and get it <laughs> but I think because especially in porn specifically I'm in a lot of like weird positions so the amount of extra air that gets in is definitely extreme <laughs> you know well so, and so in a lot of those shots are often a full pullout shot yes. with a full insertion shot yeah. you're just pumping air yes you're just pumping air so yeah. i can see how that would be a yeah a thing but for me the farting christy it's crazy to me that you've never farted because i think to me when i'm like really released in an orgasm like it just happens i don't feel like i have that control <laughs> like i can think to myself don't fart but then i don't get the orgasm either like i miss the orgasm i have never i've never had the I don't think I've ever had the urge. I thought you were about to say you've never had an orgasm, and I was like, we oh. have work to do. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we might have a little bit of work to do. Hey, anyway. anyway. There is. Yeah. Believe me. Yeah. yeah. So, But did you have a crazy story that, like, something really went wrong? Like, you said your first time having sex. Oh, my God, my like first wrong? time. My first time. Okay, first of all, I was 23. 23 or 24? 23. Yeah. Ah, I, I am in impressed by that that well, is was this a religious choice so there was this girl in my high school and she was known to be like and every guy was after her but she never put out okay. and all the girls who put out like coke machines like right you know, nobody. Yeah. so i was like, like okay coke yeah so i was like okay i have to do that so and then so you're like i gotta hold out yeah so yeah. then you know when you hold out for something whether it be whatever like a specific yeah food or something you're like well let's make it really count so then i like got older and it was through college i'm like well now like i gotta make sure like this has got to be amazing, amazing right? yeah so i was in la and my friend my friend erica was like it's gonna happen it was gonna happen that friday night with this guy that i've dated for maybe you know three months and i'm like okay so she took me to Another, only the best. We went to Fredericks of Hollywood. I know you're about to say trashy on, Holly, nice. on Hollywood Boulevard. That's nice. That's beautiful. And I got this thing. I look like a cupcake, and it was oh. frilly. It was for a wedding thing. And then we had to get the matching robe, and it was just a whole thing. And then I was looking, researching, and I got this. I got it. The stuff that I have to shoot up in there, so like no sperm is left because I don't. Oh, get... spermicide! I was like, what are you yeah. shooting? And what are we doing? Okay. So spermicide. then I like. Okay, it's happening. And we went out to dinner, and I was like, "Okay, hang on one second. And I went to the. I was in there for probably a half hour at the restaurant. No, it oh, went back, back to the my house. Place, and oh, I'm getting get... ready. I'm everything's got to be perfect. And I remember him yelling, "You know, I think you're beautiful." <laughs> <laughs> so I made my entrance, you know, with a spin of the chair, and I come out there, and uh, you know, that was on for two seconds, and then um, yeah, we're doing it, and I'm like, "Is this it?" 
Oh. Is this it? Is this because I'm thinking there's gonna you know the fireworks, be fireworks, yeah. the earth's gonna move. I'm like, yeah. is this it? Is is this it? Is this it? And he goes, Yeah, th- this is it. <laughs> that I'm poor like, guy. Oh. I'm like, why did I wait so long for that? <laughs> oh, that poor man. Also, he probably thinks it's like this big reward to have this virgin. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I was like, like, oh, whatever. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> Then he was down there, you know, and he didn't know that I put that stuff up in there. And his oh. mouth got all like, <gasps> yeah, I guess that's bad for them. Oh, <laughs> yes. for a man to eat a spermicide? Uh, yeah, you don't want it in, in your throat. <laughs> the no. next day he was like, something's wrong with my throat. Oh, I'm like, I think no. nothing's going to happen to him. But I don't, don't nothing want, did, yeah, but yeah. I was like, I I don't know. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> like, I talked about nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. I've never, that is amazing first off first off props to you for waiting till you're 23 secondly the fact that you thought to get a spermicide but you're one of those research oh i am such a research people person. you probably yes. looked into like all of the things oh yeah prior all to doing this but my god he ate it and you were like no i'm not <laughs> I, go, I don't know what you're talking about I, you know because that's how i was like growing up we did not talk about yeah anything. i have a sister who's a nun like we're, yeah. Sorry. Go we're for it. it. Yeah. Do, do, take it off. Do, do, do. It's a sex but, show. But uh, <laughs> I mean, like I was saying, like when I was going to get my first bra, it's like, oh my god, like all the girls are like, you know, wearing these and my little, you know, their little knobby yeah. things in the beginning, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta ask my mom. And so I waited till she went in the bathroom, closed the door. And I'm like, mom, can I get a bra? She goes, no. I'm like, okay. I ran outside. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm not going back in there, and you know. It was like we didn't talk about anything. Religion. Religion will take sex away from you and make it like this shameful thing, which is exactly what we try not to do here and make it a very topical subject. But see, that I just learned something because I didn't know for one that like I never even thought about someone eating a spermicide because I guess I never used a spermicide. So I never think about it being in your vagina. But is it going to do anything to them? Is it like gonna? No, no, no. It's just, I mean, you could have a reaction to it. So okay. Maybe. Like, uh, a, and it's not it something. It doesn't taste like whipped cream. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to sit there and guzzle it either. <laughs> right. Right. And condoms have spermicide on them. Oh, they often. do. Oh, okay. So and I've so, had spermicide in my mouth then. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if there's been condoms in and your then mouth, I've, then probably. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it does taste like that. It's like a tingly sensation. It's a chemical feel. It's a yeah. It's do they make flavored spermicide? They do. When they do you make, do yeah. the blowy wood the condom on? I mean, not typically, huh. but I definitely have. I mean, that's I've, weird. Is yeah. that weird? It is weird. Yeah. Well, I like, mean, that's actually what public health tells professionals you to do. Would probably tell you to yeah. do in dental dams if you're going to be yeah. performing kind of dental dams. Yeah, it's like a little plastic. Every one no, okay. the den- at the dentist, but not. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Well, it's to it's to prevent any fluids from transferring, right? Because if you brush yeah. your teeth and you have anything post tooth brushing, mm-hmm. uh, you have little cuts really often. Uh-huh. If if you're down there going to town for half an hour, the chances of some of your vaginal fluid going into those cuts is certainly possible. So that's the recommendation. Is for. that why you go to the little doctor before any of this happens? You should, but that's assuming that you have access to a doctor, that it's okay, that you're old enough to even have these conversations. So uh-huh. there's like a lot of variables there. Uh-huh. Uh, we're not always speaking to like the same privileged few that sure a lot of people probably do go to the doctor and have those conversations but i can guarantee you young women and young men aren't having these conversations with their physicians yeah most of the time 
they're learning a lot of their behaviors as from we've discussed many times porn. from from the adult film industry, yeah. which is super problematic. Not suggested. It's, it's a show yeah. that's being created. Wait, yeah. Sorry, what did you say? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no. So they're learning. They're learning about sex through the sh- through, through 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 the porn. No, through porn. Yeah. Really? In general. That's where. <laughs> well, yeah. Comes. We actually live in a country where it's not okay. And if we look across the U.S. specifically, uh, depending on what state you live in. That's going to tell you what kind of sex ed you get, if any at all. And it's already pretty bad. Wow. So we have young men and women that are being taught that sex is bad when it's not. Uh, there are some things that we need to know and precautions that we should take. But right. for the most part, people don't know what they're doing. Everybody's fumbling. And the only thing that people have in their minds is pornography, which yeah. young people watch. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Even if that's not the intended audience, right. it's there. And so which if that's just a theatrical version of, of sex. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Right? You're never doing it in those positions <laughs> no. and diving out to then dive back in. Yeah. You know, that stuff doesn't necessarily happen in yeah. real life all of the time. Yeah. Uh, and so speak for yourself. Sure. <laughs> I stand corrected. I love my gaping asshole on a regular occasion. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'm on the swing flying across yeah. the room. <laughs> yeah. Right. So anyway, that's that's just a piece of it. And it becomes complicated if you're living in the South or if you're mm. living in the East versus the West or the Northwest versus well, the Midwest. We ha- right, right. We also have people that watch this show. And like I've had people from the Philippines Absolutely. reach out and be like, look, this is the only education that I get. Because they're wow. not even allowed to watch porn in some of these places. This is great. So the conversation alone yeah. is sometimes all the sex education they're getting. So That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, we had one movie we, we would go to. In fourth grade. The miracle of birth that shows you from the inside. Yeah. And then my mom's like, all right, well, see you after school. And then we never talk about it again. Wow. <laughs> and that was our sex education. Yeah. Now Which you'd is have usually to... like abstinence also, uh, you know? Yeah. So. You'd ha- well, I mean, what ends up happening with abstinence-only education, which is a big go-to here in the U.S., mm-hmm. is that we're getting younger people, younger women getting STIs, pregnancy, all of those things. Like the age ranges for like HIV and for STIs uh-huh. has dropped from like 17 to 14. Mm. All of this is happening in places where wow. we don't have sex education because mm-hmm. we're saying abstinence only, which isn't realistic and doesn't right. work. It's not going to happen just because you tell them not to have of sex. Of course mean not. not going it's to coming happen. Well, and it's also like the hypocrisy of all of these people having affairs on their spouses saying right. not to have sex is, right. is a bit right. ridiculous. Yeah. Sorry. I'll but you can have box. a mistress. Yeah. Sure. Totally fine. Or a mister. Yeah, true. True, true, true. Pool boys. All the rage. All the rage. Um, okay, let's getting back to topic here. So other things that might necessarily go wrong that aren't really controllable or anything that we really need to even critique. So sometimes it's just a matter of fatigue. You know? <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> you know? That's happened. <laughs> I especially Are you snoring? Oh, sorry. 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 Have you fallen asleep during sex? Oh God, yes. Oh Lord. Oh my God. Okay. I don't know that I've I might have fallen asleep during sex. I'm sure it's happened. I feel like it's probably happened to everybody, or at least right at the very end, where you're just kind of like, you've just come. The end for who? Well, yeah, you've just kind of come, and then you just, like, you're too tired to even get the towel, and you're just like, let's sleep in it. I mean, I think tiredness also can can blend in with a a variety of different issues, right? Stress. Stress and anxiety, because for men specifically, not to be the, bring always the men's perspective, but for men specifically, there's a lot of things have to be, in place right right it's not like you know when you're a teenager or something you're ready to the go wind blows yeah <laughs> and you have an erection when we're older it doesn't work that way most right. of the time and even seeing a beautiful naked person man woman or whatever um 
doesn't always do the trick. Right. Right. All of the time. And so all of these things have to be in place. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't often talk about that. And guys definitely don't want to talk about it because it can be embarrassing to yeah. not be up at full mast all of the time. And that's just not realistic. Right. Oh, that's interesting. I dated a, uh, a baseball player and I'm like, what? tell his I, name. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I would like to. But uh, yeah, anyway. I'm Let's like, not shame any I know, I know. buddy. I know, okay. I'm but I'm like, what is wrong? I kept going, what's wrong? And he's like, and I didn't realize. Well, and the what's wrong is the, also all what's the drugs. Wrong. The, oh. the juicing that affects yeah. your little wee wee. It does. I, I mean, guys it can, too. but it doesn't always, like, just because that's the issue. That, that directly. That, yeah. that, right. Yeah. And so. Yeah. But I also, I don't have this, obviously, because none of us are have children, but finding the time, I think, a lot for sex has a lot to do with, I, a lot of my friends have small kids, you know, so there's some of them are still sleeping in the bedroom or, you know, they come in for that glass of water or whatever. And it's just hard to find five minutes where you're not being pestered by a small person wanting something, you know? Five minutes? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I feel like you just got to get it in. You well, know? well, prioritizing it is, I think, a challenge for lots of people. Yeah. And because the the world that we live in now is like a constant flux of everything all of the time. Yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. All the time. Uh, and so if you don't schedule it, but then the scheduling take away from like the spontaneity and I the sexiness say, of yeah. it, right? But if scheduling is the only option, yeah. um, even for people in your industry, I know that they're quite busy, yeah. right? You have to schedule, this is the weekend where you we're do. having a romantic weekend yeah, of and course stuff you like do. that. And so I think it's all kind of intertwined because everybody mm -hmm. deals with stress and anxiety and all of those things in different ways. Yeah. Uh, and so- But sex can reduce that anxiety too. It's true, big time, <laughs> big time. That's why they always say, Get fucked, you know, like just. <laughs> but we we don't prioritize sexual health the same way that we are only starting to prioritize mental health, right? Right, because all of these things are part of health. But of course, physical health was what we focused on historically. Mental health, thankfully, we're at least including it in the conversation a lot. Right. And then sexual health is very far behind. Well, because it's still such a shameful topic for right. so many people. So talking about it in general is a hard thing for a lot of people to do. So let alone to talk about any challenges that come with it. Right. Lord have mercy, you know. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about, because we talked about, obviously, for a lot of men, there's a lot of pressure for them to get up, stay up, and be able to get up on a whim. But I think there's also a lot of pressure for women to feel like they have to stay wet. I know it's a you know huge thing that people always say as a woman ages, she loses some of her, um, like, original wetness, I guess you would say. Self-lubricating. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I don't know if that's even true because I feel like I'm still, you know, raining sh shower clouds down on people <laughs> from time to time. It just depends on how involved I am. It probably also know? depends on the age group, right? You're true. like you might consider yourself older, Old, but you're not even close, <laughs> right? And so a lot of those uh, research studies that have been done, we're talking 50s, 60s, right? Right, where people should still be having sex, but sometimes yes. aren't, and then the lubrication factor is significantly less, mm -hmm. right? Oh, so the more they don't have sex, the less lubrication. As we as we as we oh. all age, women specifically are less wet. That's why I'm always talking about lubricant. Mm. Men, women, everybody should just have lubricant ready. Right. A go bag. Remember also, that. just because there's the fact that there's you could tear. You know, you could tear, Definitely. you could rip, and then that makes you only more susceptible to STIs, which, of course, is 
another thing that can go wrong during sex, but one that is also preventable. For one, staying tested, keeping your partners tested, using um, precautions when you can. But uh, Christy, you have a, a funny story, and it wasn't necessarily about you, but you said that a friend had had a, a mishap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my neighbor, she, uh, she came over one day, and she had this just huge red eye all like swollen like what happened and she's laughing about it she goes yeah i went into the doctor i didn't know what was going on uh but she had gonorrhea of the eye yeah gonococcal conjunctivitis yeah into her <laughs> eye and she said she was at the doctor laughing about it he started like yelling at her the doctor like, yeah he's like you know you can go blind from this oh can you you can oh well I, I, lots of things go wrong if we leave things untreated for but, sure but I just want to say what had happened in her friend's situation is the guy had come on her face and it got in her eye. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So you're saying that can make you go blind if untreated? Well, gonorrhea and chlamydia specifically, oh. if left untreated, can do all sorts of weird things depending on Will what Will chlamydia transfer to your eye also? It can, yeah. Would you just go blind in one eye? You, I mean, it, it, it really depends. There's going to be a bunch of variables and it's not like this equals this. If you get an infection in the eye, you are going to go blind. That's right. not how it works. It's... It can happen. A variety oh. of things could happen. So do you wear a mask? How do you avoid <laughs> this? Well, testing. Come with goggles. <laughs> yeah. Well, goggles <laughs> yeah. makes sense, In your too. tote bag with your sheet and your lube, uh, yes, also please. have your goggles. <laughs> You know, or we can make sure that we're all just getting tested if right. we have if we're lucky enough to have access right because yeah. not everybody does yeah. so if we're lucky enough to have access the more we all test that's why i keep saying quite often when we're talking we could really learn a lot from the adult film industry yeah. because everybody tests so much mm -hmm. if everybody started testing all the time we'd there, really cut back on a lot of things are there yeah. home tests oh absolutely you can buy them at walgreens oh but and they test all the things um, so I think the, the home tests are really specific, like one you'd have to get for gonorrhea, one for chlamydia. But that's why I do suggest like just making it a regular thing. There are facilities that you can just go and test at for completely free, especially here mm. in Los Angeles. But people put so much shame around going to test because I think to them that means like, oh, maybe I have something. No, like you should just test to have a clear... I test, I've started testing in between every person that I have sex with only because I want the peace of mind. So when I show up to the testing facility, they're like, wow, you're working a lot. I'm like, nope, just for my own peace of mind. I would just like to know. Because if I, I also know, obviously working this show, that the longer you have something, the more, you know, damage it can do to your system. So I would like to catch anything early, you know. But also you can't just go the day after you had sex because a lot of things won't set in that quickly either. So you do need to give it like 48 hours before you go get tested. And then after you've come off of your medicine, you also need to give time for your body without sex again so you can retest and make sure that you are legitimately safe and that for whatever reason you have beat that antibiotic. Maybe you have become resistant to that antibiotic. So you will need to retest to make sure that you are safe again after getting the treatment. Sylvia Sage has been listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Taking yeah. notes. Taking yeah, notes. definitely. I think it's really important. I that's think a, if we all tested more. Yeah, yeah. That's a great thing. I was telling her about being her friend because she's always able to drive because she's always on antibiotics. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> always on something. Yeah. <laughs> But for me, it's not usually an STI. <laughs> it's 
because I get a lot of like bacterial infections yeah. from my pH being thrown off because yeah. I do have different sexual partners and a woman's pH is incredibly sensitive. And That's so true. if my partner has had another partner, say I have a threesome scene or he has just had sex with someone else and I make the decision to have sex with that person, I will likely throw my pH off, meaning I've got to get back on an antibiotic. So that is the antibiotic I spend the most of my time on is my pH getting thrown off. And just me trying to recorrect it. But I've also learned from Dr. Eddie that I've probably uh, ruined that and maybe become a little bit um, resistant. resistant to that yeah. as well. I would be very cautious about those kinds of things. You can't yeah. always be on antibiotics. That's terrifying yeah. to even hear that. Yeah. Well, not uh, always. Right, right. And then taking yeah. things uh, all of the time. I yeah. would also be hesitant about that. Yeah. That's how we do a lot of the bad things that we do with antibiotics. Exactly. And then not finishing antibiotics. I don't want to be like on a... I already learned that lesson because I used to <laughs> stop those antibiotics. Yeah. So don't, you don't drink. stop them. You really have to take them the whole time. Yeah. You have to finish them. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to give your body a little break. Absolutely. Can you take probiotics while you're on antibiotics? Don't yeah. know the answer yeah. to that. Yeah. Uh, the, it depends on the antibiotic, and this that's a little bit more of a medical question than a oh. public health question. But um, antibiotics, depending on the type of antibiotic, often like can really, really impact your microbiome. Mm -hmm. And so it the... The probiotics are super helpful and often encouraged to kind of repopulate a lot right. of those things. And so you can, um, maybe not in unison, but I don't think there's anything wrong with doing it in unison, uh, mm. but certainly after, because yeah. yeah, it, it's really important. Interesting. Good to know. Take those probiotics after our antibiotics. Still learning. Well, I mean, during is fine, I suppose. Okay. Uh, I haven't come across any literature that suggests otherwise. Okay. Um, but the point is that if you're taking them concurrently, you're, you won't be replenishing or repopulating, or repopulating the biome the same way, right? Because you're killing them at the same time. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Speaking of killing things. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, killing the inside of a female's wall. That's what I'm going to call that. Oh because we're shedding the lining of our inside wall, and it's what menstruation, right? And I feel like a lot of men have a very hard time wanting to be intimate with a woman when she is menstruating. Also very strange to me because if you knew how horny we are <laughs> when we menstruate, you would be on that shit. Uh, <laughs> my hormones are out of control when I'm on my period. I don't know what it is, but I'm just like cannot get enough. And for me, I'm like, the blood is lube. Like that is the one time where I have no problem laying down a towel or jumping in the shower. Like I don't care if we're both covered in blood. Like I'm down to get dirty. Mm. Just fuck me. Like that's how I feel on my period. And I really, I don't like when men get freaked out about it. I mean, men aren't usually exposed to lots of blood. But men aren't usually exposed to those kinds of things. I disagree with you. Men are the ones always ramming their heads into shit, bleeding from their, you know, like knocking themselves <laughs> but unconscious. But you're not dipping your stick in it. I guess. I don't know. Men, I just say like, you know, like, should Should they care? No. That's a different conversation, yeah. I think. Uh, it, certain people just don't like it. Yeah. And I I, know. it really becomes a couple conversation. It I really think. does. I think everybody, if you're comfortable with it, have at it. And if you're not, then that's okay too. No, if you're with me. I like going, oh, shoot. I, I had no know. idea. <laughs> Oops, is that my. I've done that when I'm like, I'm like, did you cut yourself? And they're like, they're looking around, like, I don't think so. I'm like, oh, must be me. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you go jump in the chair, I'll get you a towel. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks, that was fun. <laughs> I have a couple of problems with Jump that in. whole story. 
because uh, we should be really clear with each other what's going on. But okay, I would like a warning, even if I don't care, so that I don't freak out for a sec or get stressed or look down and think something's wrong. wrong. Yeah, like you've just aborted someone's child or something. No, there could be cuts, tears, all of those things absolutely happen, right? If you're engaging in anal sex, tears happen often. If we're not using lube, lube helps with all of these things. Yes, it does. Uh, And so, yeah. So, but still. Lube is like a pre-band-aid for your pussy and asshole. Honestly, though, it is. That's fair. It's like a, just, you know, make it to where nothing's going to go wrong. Just a slippy slide. Who it's doesn't love a slip and slide? so important. It is. It's so important. I love a slip and slide. So let's talk about not always finding the male G-spot. Mm, yeah. Because I think a lot of men think because they've ejaculated that that's like, that's it for them, you know? But we, of course, know because of science <laughs> that the male prostate is where? In the anus. In the anus. Yes, well, it technically, is. technically, it's not. It's along the wall mm. of the rectum. Oh, okay. So it's on the other side of like a very thin, thin wall. wall. Yeah. So it's not in the rectum per se, um, but it's certainly you can feel it if you insert a finger or something. Yeah. Else, or right? the doctor has to do the finger wave to check the prostate. It's true. It's such a good finger Have wave. Have you ever checked the prostate for your fellows? Oh, all the time. <laughs> All the time. I, I just actually, had one recently, actually, at the doctor. It at was the, the doctor? First time. It was the first time. <laughs> the real legitimate <laughs> one. Right. Yeah. The medical no, one. Indeed. No, I think, honestly, I think a lot of men are missing out on what a true orgasm can be because there's, like, so stuck in this, like, frame of, like, I can't put anything in my butt or I'm gay, you know? I mean, there's certainly a lot tied up. Yeah. With those toxic ideals of masculinity. masculinity. <laughs> yeah. Well, not even toxic, but masculinity. old ideals of masculinity yeah. as well, right? Uh but those orgasms are pretty intense and yeah. quite different. Uh, and if you're comfortable with it, however, it's not. And recently, uh, uh, some colleagues and I just published on this recently. Um, it's not always the prostate where people are feeling the most pre- uh, pressure mm. or their most pleasure. So sometimes it's at like the sphincter at the opening. Sometimes it's the fullness of the rectum. Mm. Right. And so mm. what we actually found when we conducted all of these like different focus groups and interviews mm-hmm. was that not everybody... And these were heterosexual and homosexual right. men that received uh, anal sex, right? right? Uh, not everybody <clears throat> was pinpointing the same location on the anatomy oh. where the pleasure was coming from. So it is a little bit different. And okay. so like that idea of a G-spot for men as the prostate, that's kind of, for a lot of people, certainly the case. But okay. for a lot of other people, that's not the case. Yeah. And so it's a little bit more nuanced. But I think you're going to have to try before you know. So the G-spot Agreed. is not on the penis? Not for a man. Not what I mean. Not in this case. Not what we're talking about. Because the G spot in general, like, does it even exist? Is a completely different medical question mm. for men and women, right? Mm. And so it really depends. Uh, it doesn't equate equally the clitoral stimulation as it does to the penile stimulation. It's not How exactly do you know? the same. I, I have studies, a penis and there's been lots of studies done. But how do you know if it's not an equal? Uh, distribution of like for a woman equal. or a man mm. you only have one of the organs you know what I'm sure just based on people's experiences and how they explain their experiences uh it's certainly not to take away from it but we're also ter- most commonly when a lot of these studies are going on or historically uh a lot of the penises have been circumcised penises which changes a couple of things uh, on the male anatomy, mm-hmm. as far as sensitivity and things like that, you're turning an internal organ to an external organ. The skin changes and is thicker. So, like, 
that sensory, I don't want to call it sensory deprivation, but that change uh -huh. does impact all of those things. And so people that are uncircumcised have more feeling and more sensation. And so you can only kind of get at kind of under, an understanding of what some of those differences might be. So theoretically, there could be a man out there who has never had his G-spot wrong. Oh, for sure. Wow. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and that I guarantee horrible. you <laughs> that there's many women that yeah. even that they've had sex have never. Oh, 100%. That have never even orgasmed. Yeah. Oh, God. I didn't have an orgasm. Get help to those women's staff. Yeah. That's why we're doing what we <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> right. I didn't have an orgasm for the first four years of intercourse like with someone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. The story you told us in the beginning about your first time certainly brings raises some questions about an orgasm. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like uh did it happen? No. No. Yeah. I was just like, I was more like the mechanics, like what's right. happening? Yeah. Is this going to get on my sheets? You yeah. Know? Is the neighbor going to hear? No. They my neighbor, it. this is another, can I, if I may? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this guy friend of mine, he hooks up with this woman from Vegas and she was there with on a girl's party, whatever. And uh, she missed her flight three times. Oh, so geez. she ended up just moving. They're still together to this day. But um, she, they were in their apartment and the police were called and she goes to the door and she's all in disarray and the neighbors thought she was being murdered oh my god it was just rough sex <laughs> yeah she's like yeah we're fine i'm doing great actually <laughs> never been better i feel so good so relaxed they called yeah the police that's yeah. amazing yeah i mean that's some good sex right that's there. some good sex all right i think we probably need to wrap it up here um but I think the takeaway from this is obviously things do go wrong. Things go wrong in life. Things are going to go wrong in sexuality. But there is a way we can prevent some of these things from going wrong with testing, with proper lubrication, with a little bit of pre-planning. Towels. Towels. <laughs> yeah, the whole nine yards. But at the end of the day, there's going to be a few mishaps. And I think if we can just laugh them off and keep moving because we are all just human, it would make for the best sex and the best aftercare. And it'll bring you together more as a couple, I think. I've never queefed in front of someone that I haven't laughed about it later. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it can bring us all a little bit closer with our imperfections, if you will. So, all right, guys, that will do it for this episode. Christy, tell the people where they can find you. Oh, you can find me on ChristyMcHugh.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I. Are you going to have it on their bottom? There it is. Boom. <laughs> Dot com. And Instagram. And uh, what else? Fans only. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't have that. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no, we're kidding. And Dr. Eddie, thank you for always uh, your public health perspective. We appreciate you so much. My pleasure. All right, guys. Until next time. Adios. Adios. <laughs>